Hi, this is Frank Schaefer. I have had the pleasure of talking to some of the leading authors, artists, activists, and change makers of our time on this podcast. And I want to personally thank you for subscribing, listening, and sharing 100 plus episodes over 100,000 times. We have a lot of work to do to heal our divisions and secure our democracy. And I look forward to more conversations with those important voices that will bring clarity to the situation we find ourselves in as we move toward November of 2024. If you appreciate these conversations and my cultural and political commentary, please subscribe to this podcast in conversation with Frank Schaefer on your favorite platform and to my substack, It Has to Be Said, which can be found at frankschaefer.substack.com. I'd really appreciate the help. Thank you. I think there's a good sense out there that my producer Ernie and I talk about sometimes as well of a sort of a despair of the direction things are going. Forget big things. Let's just talk about the environment. You know, I, I think there's a very credible argument that can be made now from a science-based point of view, not apocalyptic, but that we are presiding over the first steps of our own extinction as a race. That there's a real possibility that lots of stuff we're doing is now irreversible. And with a little bad luck down the road, um, you know, we're, we're going to, there may be a few of us left here and there, but we are really doing some catastrophic things to ourselves and to our planet. From a pastoral point of view, you must encounter people who feel that. And also to do anything positive, to try to work with folks who have not necessarily given up, but really feel a sense of apocalyptic desperation, not theology-based, but science-based. Um, you know, how do you address that? And the last point on that is that, you know, when you know some scientists who work in this area, I, 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 I do know some and I read some other things, but you do hear again and again, hey, listen, we don't want people to give up. So we don't actually give them the numbers as bad as we're seeing them. We tried to moderate them and say, well, we can still get the percentage of greenhouse gases down. There's still a chance when actually a lot of this now the die is cast. So from a pastoral point of view, informed by the fact that you're a mother and a caregiver, where are we at when it comes mm -hmm. to me and Nora, who already is learning things in school about what's happening to our environment? She's eight. And what do I tell her or myself about the fact that we are now one of the first generations in human existence to actually have the evidence that we may be presiding over our own destruction? Not necessarily yeah. in my lifetime or yours, but much closer than was formerly thought possible. And again, this doesn't tie in very well with the, the Christian vision of the loving God and everything will turn out and Jesus is in charge none of which I believe, by the way, I'm at a very different place, quote unquote, theologically than you are, but we're on the same page on so many things. But as a pastor, how are you dealing with that? Mm -hmm. Th that is something that um, my co-editor, uh, Margaret Bulla-Jonas, and I really wrestled with for the book that we put together called um, Rooted and Rising, Voices of Courage in a Time of Climate Crisis. Mm. And we asked 21 religious environmental activists, the exact question that you just beautifully described, uh, the way I asked What did it they is, tell you and what is your view or did, did you hear something you agreed with you hadn't thought of before? Yeah, I, I, I call it the dark night of the green soul. Mm. The dark, how do you deal with the dark night of the green soul? Um, these people have been doing this work 
some of them for decades, and it's not getting better, it's getting worse. So how do you sustain yourself? How do you get out of bed in the morning um, knowing that there will be more and more bad news mm-hmm. and exactly what you said that we are we are heading towards what I would call the the good Friday of this planet where we're we are engaging in an eco crucifixion is what I call it right so um, I, and I have to say eco grief is real mm-hmm. green depression is real and even if people can't articulate it in that way you can see it manifesting itself in the the number of people who are dealing with mental health issues Mm. Um, you can see it in the 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 media that we consume that is um, so apocalyptic Um, even our young people you know they're they're watching things like hunger games and and um uh uh, you know blade runner and you know like all of these climate dystopian things and so there is something I think that the, the the human species recognizes on some level the truth of what you're saying. Yeah. And so so we have some choices that we're going that we're going to have to make. And uh, I, there's a great book that has been very helpful for me by Margaret Wheatley called Who Do We Choose to Be? Hmm. And um, we have to be really intentional about how we're going to spend this time that we have left and with the species that still remain, Mm. um, what are we going to, are we going to cocoon ourselves in um, things that are going to anesthetize the pain? We may need to do that for a while. I mean, there are times when I just have to zone out and, you know, go, go watch something that makes me feel better. But because I'm a person of faith Mm. and because I'm a Christian, I believe in going to the foot of the cross that that's where you're going to find Jesus. That's mm. where you're going to find the crucified God. And and so I think it's very important that we engage in this work if for no other reason than to cultivate the relationships that are needed for whatever we're going to have to go through. Mm. So I believe very strongly in community building. Um, I think I have to say I was very involved in the anti-fracking movement in Pennsylvania when I was still there. And I made friends and connections with both, you know, religious, non-religious, scientific, um, you know, people from all different walks of life that I never would have made had I not engaged this work. Mm. And I, you know, that has that I do this because I'm locking arms with people who are also on the front lines doing this. And so I feel that that solidarity, that that bond, that they're out there doing this work. I'm their friend, I'm their mother, I'm their wife, I'm their colleague, and I'm gonna keep doing this work even if it, even if there's, I mean, we and we are, we are heading towards ecological disaster. And so we're gonna have to figure out, you know, how are we going to protect the most vulnerable in the ways that we can? How are we going to build relationship? How are we going to build community? Mm. And the other thing I will say is the the people who are doing this work, I do believe are putting like a message in a bottle for the holy remnant that is left to be able to look at and say, okay, there were some people who understood Mm. what, what it means to live in cooperation with with nature, you know, um, braiding sweetgrass by um, Robin Wall Kimmerer, where she draws on indigenous wisdom. 
Hmm. And, and puts a, a different vision for how we can live together with the plants, with yeah. the natural world. That's inspiring to me. And, and are things in, in upheaval? Absolutely. We are in it right now. It's not in the future. It's happening right now. Hmm. And so we need to be doing this work as much as possible for as long as possible um, so that we can, I mean, for me, it's a matter of integrity that I, I have to be able to look at my kids and say, honey, I did the best I could as much as I could for as long as I could. In Conversation with Frank Schaefer is a production of the George Bailey Morality and Public Life Fellowship. It is produced by Ernie Gregg and hosted by Frank Schaefer, author of Fall in Love, Have Children, Stay Put, Save the Planet, Be Happy, a post-pandemic blueprint for rebalancing work and family in favor of love and living. To learn more and support the show, please visit lovechildrenplanet.com. <laughs>